0: And welcome to No Expectations Video Store, a very special fourth episode of our Cutting the Cult series. Today we're focusing on 1981's My Bloody Valentine. This film is starring Paul Kellman, Laurie Hallier, and Neil Affleck, along with a bunch of other interesting Canadian actors.
1: And this film is directed by George Mahalka and written by Stephen A. Miller.
0: Tell us a little bit about what it's about, Max. A boat. See, there's my Canadian coming right there. A boot. About what it's about.
2: A decades-old folktale surrounding a deranged murderer killing those who celebrate Valentine's Day turns out to be a true legend. When group defies the killer's orders and people start turning up
0: murdered. Holy cow. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode. This is the fourth one. I'm Ben. I'm James.
1: And of course, uh, that's Max. Max
0: And this is like one of my favorite series. And I like that it is few and far between just because like there's some really cool cult classics out there. And I feel like when we have a little more time to dedicate to a special movie, I think it makes the episode better. Uh, If you guys have any uh, horror or cult classic you'd like us to check out in the future, feel free to drop a comment below. Mm -hmm. And of course, subscribe. But let's get into this movie a little bit.
1: Yeah. Before we get into the movie, too, I want to just speak of... um, so it's like halfway to Halloween. I think we're gonna be start doing more horror movies. Hundred percent. So, like you said, if you have any suggestions, please bring a comment down below because yeah. we actually like really love uh, horror, and I believe there's a lot more following in horror movies.
0: Definitely, well. yeah. So that's gonna be kind of a, a avenue we're gonna go down a whole heck of a lot more with this mm-hmm. channel.
1: Yep. Yeah. Good time. And then we'll do our at the movies as well. Whatever's of course. Playing.
0: At the movies, always a good time. Yes. Always a good time. So yeah, this movie, like us being big horror fans, like. We'd never seen it. Shockingly.
1: Yeah, um, I n- knew of this film, but like I said, never seen this film. Uh, I th- it's funny because I've only saw the I think it's the 2009 remake movie, and it was like shot in 3D. Um, I remember it being kind of fun and yeah. goofy. I don't ever watched it. I, yeah, I have to go back and watch it. But I really actually enjoyed this film a lot. This 1981 horror film. <laughs> it was Sweet.
0: yeah. Yeah, I heard about this from um, the other channel, Unfazed Review. Uh, I heard about it when we went to Terror Trader and Jason, the owner of Terror Trader, super cool dude. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason and Mm -hmm. shout out to Terror Trader in Chandler AZ. Super cool horror themed store. Um, anyway, he had this giant, full-sized, um, what was his name, War- Harry Warden? Is that the the, yeah. the killer mm-hmm. from My Bloody Valentine? And I asked him, I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I'm like, he looks familiar, but I, I don't really know who he is. And he's like, My Bloody Valentine, dude. He's like, you haven't watched it? He's like, you call yourself a horror fan? I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I haven't seen it. And he's like, well, do yourself a favor. He said, watch I'll it. Watch and it. he said, watch the extended cut. He said, watch the one that mm-hmm. you know uncut, has the yeah. uncut additional footage in it. He said, because that really makes the movie. So said, the theatrical cut, all right," he said. But even the director was disappointed in how it came out yeah. because they trimmed so much of the good stuff mm. out of it. The blood, the gore, the violence. Do you want to talk
1: like what happened? Like why they they trim it? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk. About um, that. So, because they had to get the so it was originally going to be X rated, which was Ooh. intense. Yeah, but what happened was during the time uh, John Lennon got assassinated, and Whoa. so they wanted to cut a lot of violence out of movies, and this was one of the movies that was impacted by that. Interesting. So they had to trim all that. Blood and gore, and everything, um, which is because I never watched the theatrical cut of this one. I just watched the uncut, and I could tell exactly what scenes yes. were probably cut from the film yes. because it's gruesome, and, it, and I think it holds up to they this did day. A good job! Yeah, I think they was, did a really good job. Far as job. the
0: slasher genre goes, like for me, like that eighties era is like the pinnacle. Like that's yeah. the best. There is something about new ones now where I feel like maybe just because we've seen it so much, it all feels like it's been done to death pun, mm-hmm. pun intended. But like the original ones, like it, there was something about the camp and the cheese that I love. Like, I watch it, and I'm like, sure, you know, it's, like, it's meant to be kind of campy, and the acting's bad sometimes, but that adds to the charm. It is. It it makes me like it It more. There's something about it where I'm just like, this is nice.
1: I was smiling throughout this whole film. I was like, this is really good. Like, it reminded me of, like, a Halloween film, a Friday the 13th. Mm Like, I mean, these movies are, I mean, I believe this movie was, like, very inspired by those films as
0: well. 100%. One thing I really liked about this one, too, like, we start heaping the praise on it, because I really did like it. um, It did something different. Like, sure, of course, you had you know, the, the young, you know, people in the town, you know, the, the young couples, you mm. know, the romantic aspect, you know, them trying to hook up with each other, the real kind of goofy camp humor that they tried to throw in there. But that being said, they did something different by uh, having it take place in a mine. Yeah. Which, that was really cool. Cause I hadn't seen anything done like yeah, that. Yeah, It was a really good idea. And they really filmed yeah. in a mine. Yep. They filmed in a mine. Yeah. So. I was watching some of the behind the scenes there. The director was saying that they actually went to one that had just been shut down for like six months. So not very long. So well, that's dangerous. Yeah. Super yeah, dangerous. Yeah. 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 So can you imagine the waivers they had to sign on that mm-hmm. one. But um, anyway, yeah. So they went down there and it was like a fully functional mine. And what was kind of funny was you probably saw it in the uh, panel that they did. He said when they went and um, scouted the location, everything was perfect. Like cause it was only a six month old mine. Well, since, or, I'm sorry, since it, had, it, it closed. Since it had closed. Yeah. So it was still very fresh. Right. So it was very mm. dirty, very grungy, very much an active set. And um, they went back a few months later, and the people of the town had cleaned it up inside, and it was like sparkling oh, clean inside i didn't see and that. they were like, "Holy shit, what are we going to do?" So they had to spend fifty grand of the budget to get a bunch of painters to yeah. come in and make it look all grungy and old again, like it did originally Well, i
1: I read about like they said like the townspeople were super excited about oh, this, sure. uh film like well a movie just being filmed in their town, yeah, so that's probably what happened. they were like, oh, we'll let's make things you know sparkly clean for this movie, which yeah. I mean, awesome that you guys did that.
2: Our <laughs> director had his job just yeah. like, cut, like set. Like he didn't have to do anything, and then yeah. all of a sudden they fucked up. they like, guess what? I mean,
0: but what a cool thing though, actually going into a mine. I think it was in, um, Ooh, I, wanna, I was about to say Saskatchewan, but I think I'm wrong. I'll have to look up where it was. But either way, it was a real mine, the real deal. Just can, totally can, beautiful. In Canadia? I don't know, I have no idea. It, it was in Canadia for sure, but I don't know exactly where, what part of Canadia. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, really cool. I admire that because, you know, it, it had obviously been done. Like, th- they really did come close, if you think about it. Like, Harry Warden going to, like, a mental institution, much like Michael Myers. Yeah. It's, know, it's Sydney he, Mines in, uh, in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Don't you know. Very cool. Shout out to Nova Scotia. Um, shout out to Harry Warden. But it's kind of cool that this didn't take place in a forest, you know, with cabins or camping or anything like mm-hmm. that. Because it's like that had been done to death. So it's kind of neat to see, you know, even if it is you know a uh, a slasher film kind of see a different approach to it yeah you know so this so, cool. so
2: if the other movies are campy this one is kind of miney if you would
0: it was miney yeah, it was mine-y. very miney yeah miners aren't allowed to watch this film <laughs> you'll probably freak them out actually because yeah, <laughs> it it's rated it X. Would. definitely uh what i like about this film too
1: is just um like we said like in that um time era mm. like we don't ever see the killer un a until like maybe it, the last, the last act of the film, and like I like really, Scooby Doo, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like his outfit's just, like you said, like you saw a terror trader, like oh, is it? It's it's cool, like it's a yeah. really badass outfit. It's he's, he's terrifying. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was thinking. I know I say this about a lot of the horror films, but I think it would be a really cool haunted walkthrough, like a Universal walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Imagine going into a mine shaft and like bodies dropping down like like the body on the noose you know and then like someone like that chasing you one of the scariest parts in the movie is when Harry Warden's coming through and he's breaking the The lights in the mind like that was legitimately scary I'm like oh they're amping well, it up even like. the, the scene like you're saying the bodies drop down they could
1: totally do this with this movie too 100%. but I believe it's a uh, Paramount but Paramount's uh, partnered with Universal mm-hmm. Um, you know when she's uh, they're in the mine the couple is he went to go get like beer yeah. and the clothes all drop down yeah. and she's like getting freaked out and everything uh-huh. that would be a great like, 100%. attraction so for a haunted house
0: so much you could do and one interesting thing about this is that they actually filmed on location they were like 2,000 some odd feet underground that's so cool like it was like the real deal so like just hearing that alone boosted my rating of the movie up a little bit because mm-hmm. i'm like oh this was like the real deal this wasn't like shot on a sound stage yeah you know what i mean so that's pretty cool
1: i feel like if i watched the theatrical cut i would probably hate on it a lot
0: i might i might because uh, the, the acting was very camp yeah. like it was like very cheesy like you're watching I mean, you're like this is like a lot of their first movies it's for like sure the, it's like the well i believe
1: this was one of his first movies he directed right? yeah i
0: think this was his second second yeah so second, like
1: friday 13th is really cheesy too of like, course yeah.
0: yeah so but like
2: we love those. that's part of it the camp
0: is part of the appeal even if you look at the original halloween one of the best horror films of all time you look at like laurie strode's friends they were terrible actors they were were awful (laughs) but it's like that's part of it it's like and a lot of those people is like their first movie it's low budget it's like you get what you get but i think it enhances it and at that time there's like a little innocence that goes in Mm -hmm. with the movie and i don't know it makes me like it more yeah it's super cool i think had this movie been made like well i guess a prime example would be like the remake in 2009 no one really talks about that, but this one looks like it has a cult status. There's you know there's fun- something to the era.
1: It's funny cuz I looked up like uh people talking about the 2009 remake and stuff and people actually really enjoy it. Really? They said yeah, like the the special effects are a little cheesy because it was for 3D. Oh god.
0: Gotcha. But
1: like the blood and everything, the action and like they did a good job remaking the film. Cool. So I want to go back and like I want to watch it. Like I bought it. I'm going to watch it one, okay. uh, pretty soon probably within the,
0: the week. I'll probably watch it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz I really did enjoy this. This was yeah. this was a surprise fun cheesy camp fest. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm happy with us uh yeah. picking this film. I'm I agree. Like thank you Ben for suggesting of course. doing my bloody Valentine. You're very welcome. Yeah, cool.
0: and I think it was a very appropriate one for cutting the cult. cult yep. um, I'm hoping more people will come and find the channel because of this video. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like with a cult status movie, you got a lot of love for it out there. Yeah, you got a lot of people that are like, oh shoot, more content about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there's like, people who pro- love this film a lot more than us, and we just watched this, and I'm like, I'm I know I'm gonna love this movie. Yeah. more and more. I bet had I grown up
0: watching this one, I would, it would I would like really revere it. Yeah,
1: it probably would have been like uh, Evil Dead status for me because I lo- I love Evil Dead. Series. One thing I.
0: It. Hell yeah. One thing I really want to compliment on this is the cinematography for being such a low budget film and for being kind of a, I mean, I don't want to say an entry level, like B movie. Cause I think it was a little, above it was a little of, bit, it was above, it was above yeah. a B movie. They had a budget. But um, the cinematography was really good, specifically in the mine. I was going to say entering the mine,
1: specifically in the mine, because like yeah. what they had to
0: work. Like, it's a
1: mine, like yeah. And it, they were shooting power on film. is
0: probably really hard to they were get down there too, and too. yeah, in film. Mm-hmm.
1: So you had to do a lot of lighting tricks. I mean, I shot on what, sixteen millimeter in the college, and it's it's a pain in the ass. It's a b. So knowing they had to do that down in a mine, yeah, two thousand some odd feet underground.
0: Yeah. And he said part of the mine actually went under the ocean. Oh, that's cool. So it's like. That's crazy to think about. So they were deep under. They said it was very hot when they were filming. Yeah, too. it gets hot. So imagine there. the dude playing Harry Warden dressed up in that gear. How hot he must have Ooh, been! Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's a few
1: people that
2: were uh, dressed in that. Oh gear yeah, they had to so wear that they, gear. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Have you ever been in a mine? I have. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Same. We've all three been in a mine. That's kind of weird. In a we're Probably.
0: actually filming in a mine right now. We're actually 2,375 feet underground, uh, under Shazam's house. But <laughs> what kind of mine was it? Uh, I went into a, let's see, what is the one in Tombstone? I think it's a silver mine. So the yeah. silver mine in Tombstone? I whichever, think, whichever one's in Tombstone. I think that's what I did, too. Yeah, when I, I was in, younger. I went into that one, and it was pretty cool. Did a little mine tour there in two, uh, Tombstone, sorry. And I'm trying to think if I ever went in another one. I think that was it. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Carl's, Carlsbad Cavern I went into, but that's just a naturally occurring cavern. Mm-hmm. But the Tombstone mine,
2: Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I was down there, it just felt like I was closed in. There's nowhere to go. Dude,
0: super claustrophobic.
2: I think that really added to this movie.
0: 100. percent Do you remember which mine you guys went in? You said the Tombstone.
2: I, I think
1: it was Tombstone. I'm not sure. I remember I was just. I feel like I went to a mine when I was younger.
0: Okay,
2: I,
1: I have I
0: memories going to. A you know what? Life. I did go in a copper one too. I went in a copper mine. Oh, man, I can't yeah. remember where it was as a kid, though. I was probably like 10. I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you. I want to say it was like Williams or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I went to a copper mine in Williams. My my grandfather was running that job, and oh, uh, I got to ride that elevator down that's sick,
0: and see the drill and all that. That's actually really cool. So, yeah, there is something that's like just naturally dangerous and scary about it. So setting a horror film in there is just like the next logical step Oh yeah, for like a filmmaker, you know? But yeah, super good, super enjoyable. Um, and yeah, cinematography, I will have to pull up the cinematographer, but um, let's give him a shout out. He did a really good job. And um, I was about to compliment the set design, but it was like already there. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, It's not, it <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, that <laughs> Valentine's Day dance, hey. Yeah. So that was the only dumb part of the movie, I would say was like the whole reasoning behind it, yeah. you know? it was very kind of forced you know and like oh they're having a valentine's day dance so he's coming back to kill you like maybe well, just don't have a valentine's day dance yeah you know? i mean it's the same thing with like michael myers he always comes back on
1: halloween so yeah it's like, it's you gotta uh, think about it as like it's it's silly but yeah you enjoy it it's a it's so, kind of
0: a hokey plot device but like it you kind of look past it. I know. Like, with, Let's just get to the kid. I know
1: with this film, um, the director was doing the formula back then. Of everyone was doing like yeah. a season, and it was like 100%. Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do something different like this, so he's like Valentine's Day. That makes sense. So, but it, this actually, I believe it's one of our fun facts too. Um, I think this takes place on Friday the Thirteenth because oh. the day before it says. Um, Thursday, um, Friday the 12th. I'm uh, sorry, Thursday the 12th. And then it goes, oh. the is on Friday.
0: I think, isn't it the 14th, though, for Valentine's Day? Yeah. So, sorry,
1: the 13th, sorry. The, oh, for whatever got it was, it. But Whatever was leading up whatever. to. It. It, it, the, the fact will have it better. It's cool. It's yeah. still so cool. It's, it's cool. Like, it does take place on Friday yeah. the 13th and, I think, the Saturday as well.
0: I've never seen anything done for New Year's. Would be cool to do a New Year's killer, you know?
1: Mm, no, no. no
0: yeah. I, I Interesting. Father like, time. It comes I'm trying in. to think of it. Like, no. I'm like, no, that's... Yeah. No interesting interesting but yeah this was this was really cool really unique um no breakout actors in here that i saw i, I kind of looked through the imdb a little bit when i yeah. was doing alternate casting and like i think a lot of them went on to be like successful character actors or like people who did bit parts and things in tv shows but there was no breakout person there was yeah. no like jennifer aniston i think or like no the like, main
1: you know. guy who like like rescues the girl i forget the character's name mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen him in a few things i think his was it no axel was a the other guy blonde yeah so you I, I think you're
0: thinking of Paul Kelman TJ TJ yeah, yeah. Paul, yeah he, he kind of looked a little bit like there were scenes in there where he kind of looked like Robert Downey Jr sort of
2: I'm looking at the IMDb here and there's a lot of these profiles that do not even have yeah. pictures. yeah
0: that's kind of like The Warriors. That's mm-hmm. another movie, another one that we did on cutting the cult. cult. Check yeah. it out if you haven't after this video. And um, a lot of the cast in there just did not go on to be very successful, mm-hmm. aside from like James Remar and well, a couple others. Again, this movie was not
1: successful back then. Yeah. It was a box office flop. Yeah, which, it's one of
0: those that achieved cult status over time, which yeah. is kind of a trend with most of these mm-hmm. cult classics. It's like they gain that following after like five years, ten years plus, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially
1: like, when the uncut version came out. I think when the mm-hmm. uncut came out a few years ago, right, mm-hmm. they redid some scenes. It was just really cool. Like, you yeah. can you can tell which scenes they re-added in there. Um, there was specifically a scene um that sucks, too. The director can't find the yeah. footage. I saw that, yeah. And it's the, when the two couple get drilled. Together, uh-huh. yeah. So we get to see the aftermath, which is cool. But there's a specific scene where he walks in. The guy, <laughs> uh, one Sorry. of the friends, he looks at them and he's like shocked. And you could tell it like it went to like a weird restoration mm-hmm. of the film. Got it. And then it goes back to like the 4K remaster. so yeah, it's little uh, snippet. It
0: was supposed to be too graphic because it was a mixture of sex and violence. Mm-hmm. So it was like. He, he's like drilling her like with his dick and then the the auger comes in and uh, Harry warden like kills him and impales both of yeah. them and the blood comes out of his mouth and goes into her mouth yeah. as they're yeah. f-ing. and yeah. it was supposed to be like just way too much for audiences at the time so yeah, and they, and the, so they said
1: the director just can't find it. he's like i remember filming this i remember chocolate syrup going down my face damn and everything in the blood but they could not find it which sucks it's a shame I mean, it's, yeah. it's a shame but he said if they were if he did a sequel or anything if he wanted to, he wanted to just reintroduce that scene oh, in sure. a fun way.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could tell kind of in the panel, like he was a bit of a perv, you know, and you kind of like that from a director though. You want him to be kind of sadistic and kind of twisted because those guys make the best horror movies usually.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's funny too, because uh, the beginning scenes where they're all showering all the men and everything, mm-hmm. so they're filmed waist up, but during filming, they're actually naked. Like yeah, all the actors and every the cast are naked. They didn't need to be. Yeah, they are. There's
0: something about some artists and some directors where I think they're they're doing it just to be a little perverse. Yeah, they just, they just like seeing seeing the dicks swinging. Seeing the dick, you know? seeing the yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. There's something to it, you know. I think there was there was definitely an era of like I heard that Marlon Brando back in like late 90s early 2000s taught an acting class. I think it was in the 90s, and a bunch of celebrities went to it. It was like this super expensive thing. Robin Williams witnessed it. A bunch of mm-hmm. other people went to it, and I guess Brando just like made it very odd and like made people get naked you know or encouraged them to get naked and did a lot of like very odd method acting and kind of took things a little too far to the point where it just just sounded fucking you know just kind of like it was being sexual to be sexual (laughs) um but shout out to brando shout out to brando i do love brando but he he was an eccentric one definitely i heard he heard was very odd uh according to the stories i've heard i don't know if it's true or not but uh yeah, as far as My Bloody Valentine goes, this one was really cool, and I wish it would have spawned some sequels. Yeah, um, so that's one of the facts. He approached Paramount in
1: 2001 with a synopsis for a sequel, but due to the poor box office records with the original film, they declined. Um, he had three ideas, I believe. Um, one of them was going to be like they're recovering the, the heroes and everything. They're going to have kids and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be like another like copycat kind of killer thing. Okay. And then I uh, wish I was like, eh. Yeah, and then another one which I I liked because he this is what he wanted to do is was, was like John Carpenter was doing it at the time. What he really wanted was the, you know how Halloween three was, mm-hmm. so it would it would be a completely different story, but it takes place on Valentine's Day.
0: Cool. So it could have been, been really cool, like an
1: anthology film. Thing. Yeah.
0: Although I do think people would have liked to have seen this character return.
1: Yeah, there was and, it was and that so was scary. that was a third one. It was like um, I think it was like just Return to the Mine. It, it sounded really mm-hmm. cheesy. It didn't have something really built to it yet. Okay. But he. They did plan sequels. He wants to still do it. I think if it gets in our following again, because that oh, article right. I was reading was like last year. Oh, wow. Well, so okay. they're still talking about this film.
0: Okay. You know what would have been interesting, just off the top of my head? Imagine if you did do it, what is this, 40 years later, plus, 40 plus years later. Imagine if it's a ghost town. They don't really know, except for a few little stories of why the town was abandoned. And people come in to like, it, you know, excavate that mine, see what's in there, and then somehow Harry's I've, still alive down I've, there.
1: Well, Harry died.
0: Yeah, Harry died, but the, the evil of that day yeah. lived on.
1: I feel like it's very. Um, I don't know if I. I never watched the new one, but it's like Texas Chainsaw. That's what they kind of did in the newer film. Mm-hmm. They returned to this town, and he actually still there. I don't know if I really like that because they're doing a lot of films um, yeah. these days with, like, even Halloween we got like a what like a 70 year old man killing people yeah it's it's a little silly and yeah. I, I don't know if I would, I would like the route they did with this film too that'd be cool so like you know different person different person yeah. spoiler alert who was, who was uh traumatized by the death
0: yeah sorry axel rose so, yeah but yeah that would be interesting but i'm just really surprised we didn't because i mean like friday the 13th jason got just done to death i mean like literally well, jason's been done it, like what seven times he,
1: Like that. a lot
0: it, it just goes back
1: to um the cut of the film though mm-hmm. that's what happened like th- this I believe this movie would have spawned sequels if it had original rating
0: i mean puppet master got like a shit ton of sequels like literally like movies that weren't necessarily like hugely successful still they like milked them for everything they Mm -hmm. were worth so it's odd to see one like this that was just a one-off especially with a character that looks as cool as harry warden
1: yeah and he was doing the 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 article i read with uh, george uh yeah he um said that he wanted to do like 10 years later. Which I think that's
0: great. That would have been a good time. Yeah, it's a great time. We talked about n- a lot the of sequels. Slasher?
1: Yeah, we talked about like a lot of sequels and comedies, like Dumb and Dumber. It should have been like ten to fifteen years later. Yeah. I think it when it goes worked.
0: above ten years, they have a real hard time making yeah. it work. There's very few successful sequels beyond a decade where mm-hmm. it's like too much time passes. That lightning in a bottle quality just kind of goes out the window. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, even it says right there, what 2001. I, I, I think that's still pushing it, mm-hmm. but it would have been been cool to see.
0: Okay, what was one of your favorite kills in the movie?
1: Okay, so there are a lot of kills I like. A, lot, film. Of kills, a yeah. lot of good kills. A lot of good kills. I'm gonna say two of them. Uh, for one, with the, like the guy who was like trying the practical joke, so mm-hmm. the pickaxe going through his chin that was cool. and coming out, and his eyeballs like literally dangling there. That was a good one. I think that's a it was yeah. badass. It was sick. And then um, also the scene with uh, we talked about it with like the all the stuff falling down, and everything when the she was like, "Hello, Harry," like I don't yeah. know what the character's name is. Where yeah. are you? Um, the showers turn on. He, she thinks he's in there she goes in there and walks in there. He just grabs her by the head mm-hmm. lifts her up to the shower pipes Yeah, just goes right through her mouth and just squirting yeah. blood
0: and everything that's one of everyone's favorite executions I think in that one it was really because it, it yeah. was very Jason Voorhees to It me. was It was very violent mm-hmm. just the way he lifts her up. Yeah, and that was foreshadowed Did you see that where the guy uh, in the beginning her boyfriend? Lifts her up the same exact way in the very oh, beginning. yeah, and, her, and it's the exact same thing. I didn't yeah. notice that. That's they cool. said to achieve that, she had some sort of rig that was connected to her leg to help boost her up. Boost so her up. He wasn't actually pulling her from her neck. Yeah. You know her. I head. mean,
1: there's like there's a lot of scenes I go on here. Like even the death part with um the laundry mat. Mm-hmm. like i like just the whole um, feeling of like you walking in there the sheriff going in there he's like cool. just smelling everything he's like <sighs> something yeah. smells funny he smells his hands he just smells the air and then he goes to like one of the the dryers and he like there's just clothes going he pulls it out it smells like the, the clothes in the dryer and then you like it's clearly the the next dryer over it's clearly it's covered <laughs> in blood you yeah. see it and where's that <laughs> and, coming from what is that and then just the body just flops out from the laundromat owner and it's just like body. she is just burnt her eyes That was a sick one. That was a good one. She's like one, yeah. melty facing. It was it was gross. Like that I said good. like the effects hold up in here. Like whoever did
0: like the, the special effects in this movie, yes. they did a fantastic They did job. a really good job. Um, Favorite scenes? <laughs> that one I really enjoyed. Um I enjoyed the dude getting his head in the boiling water. I like that one too That was a good kill. I heard it was supposed to be more gruesome though. Really? I yeah. can see that. I could see that. Um I will agree with the laundry mat that was a really cool part that one was like actually you watch it it's one of those where you're like ah yeah. you know it's kind of a, not quite a jump scare but almost. I just like
1: how you felt like what like the officer was feeling like I like being there like he's just smelling death like yeah, you don't yeah, see that in movies people are like you don't you don't smell blood or anything he's like yeah. literally
0: s- there's smelling it. He there's so many crime scents. scene investigations in movies and you never see him going oh, oh it smells awful oh it smells like death you know oh. um and also just not necessarily a kill scene but like i said just as soon as they went down into the mine that's when i was fully invested in the movie i know it was just the ending but like there was something about it where it was just like a lot I- happened was a l- that was, was legitimately frightening mm-hmm. Like the, the scenes just where he's coming, and he's breaking those light bulbs. I'm like, oh, that's freaking terrifying.
1: Uh, who was the the side character, like the goofy guy's name? The chubby guy, or yeah, uh, whatever his. Name, I think, gosh, I think his name was Harry too. I don't even know, man.
0: They're all Harry. We'll call There's him- a lot of H. Howard. Is it Axel? Anyone Howard. we don't know, we call Harry or I Howard. think it was Howard, right? Okay, Howard Humphreys.
1: Um, with him, like just falling off and his head get decapitated or anything that yeah. was funny too that was good.
2: Was a lot of good deaths in this yeah. film
0: Max I, I know you didn't finish it but from what you saw what were some highlights for you from My Bloody Valentine 1981
2: well first of all that opening scene really grabbed my attention oh yeah you get That's a true. kill right off yeah. the bat that was, good. That was satisfying that was good. I didn't get um, that yeah it was like ahead, someone Max. was going down there to bang oh I was watching a different cut maybe the op- no I think you are watching was the D. The girl with the heart the tattoo
1: guy, on her tattoo? Yeah. The yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it got pretty hot and steamy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So does that mean she was down there with Axel? Axel was just getting all the ladies.
1: Oh, you know what? That's right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why. I, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. So she knew who it was. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Fun fact. See, I only watched this film once, so yeah. it was cool. I really did appreciate though. it, was. It mm-hmm. was I wouldn't say better than I expected. I obviously went in with no expectations, but I think with anything that's 80s horror, I have a certain level that I want it to yeah. meet, and this definitely this met it. Met this it. one yeah. definitely met it. I it think it surpassed
1: fun. it for me. Did I, it? Yeah, I really
0: like. I, I didn't go with like
1: expectations. Okay. I heard like, oh, it's a good killer movie. Okay. Like, okay,
0: cool. I'll I, watch was it. Kind of, I was kind of hoping for it to be a little bit darker. It had a little bit more of that camp humor in it, which is fine. It's fun, mm-hmm. but I was expecting it to be a little more like, oh my god, like this is gr- grotesque, you know? I didn't get quite enough of that, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I, it was still a really good movie.
2: I really liked this film. I, I feel was. like if we had modern special effects, that your mind would be changed a little bit.
0: Oh, definitely. Because,
2: yeah. I mean, the the, the the murders
0: were extremely gruesome, mm-hmm. I thought. Whoever directed, like, Spiral or, like, any of the Saw, mm-hmm. Saw movies, more, more recent Saw movies, mm-hmm. imagine that.
1: Specifically Saw 6, that's one of the gruesome ones.
0: Yeah. You want to get into some fun facts uh, on this bad boy? Yeah,
1: so we already did one, so I'll start from the top.
0: Yeah, please do. Spooky facts. Spooky Ooh, facts. Spooky.
1: Spooky.
0: Um, original title. Following his first film, Pickup Summer, Canadian filmmaker George Mahalka was approached to make a slasher film by CinePix Productions. Mahalka agreed and hired writer John Beard to pen the script. Uh, Beard turned in a draft for a film titled The Secret, which CinePix decided to change to My Bloody Valentine, a much cooler title. To capitalize on the current trend of holiday-based yep, so. slasher films, like James said, made popular by Black Christmas, Halloween, and Friday <laughs> uh, the 13th. Uh, still lyrics in the song playing over the end credits includes the line, and those still alive knows, the secret survives. Interesting. Interesting. That was a, a fun little cheesy song they had at the end. Yeah, I remember that. You don't listen to the song? No, I
1: just like... I watched the film. Is okay? It's the, song, <laughs> the
0: song at the end over the end credits is like specifically made for this
2: movie. That's awesome. So fun fact. We had Frank Marone doing the, uh, the uh, audio engineering on this one. Oh, very interesting. And he's still doing stuff today.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. He's doing TV series. That's mostly. pretty fast. I do oh. get really happy when I see someone involved with a movie like this go on to have know. a lucrative career in mm-hmm. film where it's like, that's their job. They made it, you know, they may not be super famous. But whether they're, like, a working character actor or an audio engineer or cinematographer, fill in the blank, whatever, if they made it in some capacity, like, I respect that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: it's a lot with, like, writers. Like, a lot of people don't, like, give um, a lot of gratitude to uh, writers. and Yeah. They do a lot of great, like, I mean, they tell the story for us, and we just have the director give them that vision, which is cool.
0: Yeah, we need more love to screenwriters, Mm -hmm. definitely, and writers in general. So
1: it looks like it was 1975 when the mines were closed. So Interesting. It's
0: well, according to that panel, the one that they did film, do the most filming in had sense. locked up just six mm. months before. So it was still really fresh. That mine cart was the real deal they used. Love the minecart sequence, by the way. I do too. That was really cool. Yeah. Like a um, ride would be cool. Oh, yeah. Like I said, like a haunted house. This, like,
1: this so movie would have been a, like, like you said, Universal horror, like Halloween Horror Nights. This <clears> would have <clears> been a great one.
0: It would have been an yeah. awesome one. Yeah, super cool. Uh, Same with see. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom
1: yeah just saying town mishap once a uh, Mahawka settled on filming in sydney mines nova scotia uh the locals were so excited to have a film production in town that they spent fifty thousand dollars to scrub the underground mines clean and then repainted without Mahawka's knowledge so we Damn. took yeah so it was, you're right fifty thousand dollars yeah yep. can you imagine
0: um that must have been so awkward for him he's just like oh thanks
1: so the, the team spent seventy five thousand to revert the conditions
2: oh,
0: shoot.
1: <laughs> that's funny that sucks oh so, Three percent over budget.
0: Damn, that so seems like a lot of money. Just for, it does. Uh, I feel like you're just going with some dirt and just an some art motivation. And you can get it, but mm-hmm. whatever. If productions like to waste money. How much did they clean it up? How
2: much did they pay to clean it up before? It was I no or for fifty thousand dollars to clean up. Yeah,
1: and
0: then to put it back. Don't to you think they should have <laughs> asked the director? Like, <laughs> yes. What, <you> <laughs> what kind of movie are you making? <laughs> Do you want it grungier? Do you want a sparkling mind? Mm. Does, we're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. People are stupid. Um, Tarantino's favorite slasher Shout out to our boy Quentin As Hollywood's biggest fanboy turned bona fide auteur Quentin Tarantino is no stranger to the horror genre He even made his own slasher film variation via Death Proof The second half of the Grindhouse Double Bill According to EW uh, One of the reasons he made Death Proof Was his love of My Bloody Valentine Which is, I can kind of see it You know, It's got some horror elements in there Um, of which he said, I love Halloween and all those, but, but as time goes on, (laughs) you can't really do a Tarantino. Uh, I think my bloody Valentine is my favorite. I could see him saying that. That's cool. That was a little more of a Ben Shapiro than a Tarantino. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so it does talk about the set the day before Friday the 13th. Cool. In a cool but sneaky cross promotional tie-in, Eagle Eye fans of My Bloody Valentine will be able to spot a direct link between the film and Friday the 13th, released one year before. Cool. Um, At the start of the film, a title card shows that the film is set on Thursday, February 12th. Later, several ads for the annual Valentine's Day dance um, show the event will um, take place on Saturday, February 14th. Nice. Um, so fact of the ill-fated date on Friday the 13th falls right in between the two main
0: dates that was cool. uh, depicted
1: in the film. Uh, both films good. were actually released by Paramount.
0: Very nice. So that's cool. Wow, I see I'm surprised being released by Paramount. This didn't get a little bit more love, but what do you do? Um, immortalized in literature, My Bloody Valentine has been referenced with loving homage in Smog City, part of the five-volume Cisco book series by Re- Rebecca McNutt. You want to bust a fat McNutt when you read it. <laughs> Um, The book is also set near Sydney Mines, and the main character, Mandy, quotes the iconic line, Be My Bloody Valentine, from the film. Moreover, Mandy also sports a My Bloody Valentine t-shirt when visiting Nova Scotia in the book. Um, McNutt included the reference because My Bloody Valentine is her favorite movie. A lot of of people people have love for it. That's interesting about Tarantino. I could I could see that. Dude, can you imagine if the one in 2009 would have been directed by Tarantino? Oh boy. How cool that would have been. Boy. When was Death Proof? Uh Death Proof released? I want to say it was like 2000 like 6 or something like that.
1: Let's look that up real quick. Right,
0: right. if I had to guess. I've to watch it. Like, I have I, both, I own both of them. It was ones. all right. The ending sucked, but the movie itself was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those that's like has a big build up and then at the end you're like, ah.
1: I remember not enjoying it, but I I remember you saying, "Yeah, it's pretty good." 2007. It, it's fun to watch.
0: It's, it's, f- yeah. yeah, it's it's fun to watch, but like for Kurt Russell and Tarantino you're hoping for a bit more. The for me the ending fell flat. But okay. like it's still a fun watch. It's a fun car chase movie, you mm-hmm. know. It was cool. I was gonna say, like, if he was like busy at the same time, but no, he could have totally done it. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame.
1: Um number four. So Mike and Harriet's death, while several of the excised gore was restored decades later, the grisly death of Mike and Harriet was deemed too graphic and violent by the MPAA that it was in uh, deleted entirely. That was
0: the blood in the mouth banging scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the on screen death entitled Mike and Harriet making love on Valentine's Day until uh, they are interrupted by the masked murderer who viscerates uh, their body with a large drilling auger. Yep, that's the one we're talking about. Yep. Nice, nice. This f- uh, fatality remains the only one not to be reinserted in any of the various promises.
0: I feel like no matter how cut up a film is by the MPAA or whoever, the studio, save all that shit. I mean, I guess it was harder back then with film. Um, but like now, it's like save all your stuff, guys. <laughs> like yeah. save it. Uh, just like the Schumacher cut, release the Schumacher cut. It's like all that footage is in a vault somewhere of the extended cut of Batman Forever, yeah. and it was Old supposed Joel. to be a much more intense, darker version than the one we got. But um, they're they're teasing it. Same with Back to the Future, the Eric Stoltz cut. You know um, they have like a they have of that most of the, Like seventy five percent of that film was done. Yeah. Like come on, release it. it. Let's just release it. Release we'll it. Your fans give, want
1: it. You're gonna make Eric's, money. Give Eric
0: Stoltz a paycheck. You know, let him have some money. Let him have some retribution. You know, Spielberg, Zemeckis come together. Bob Gale, make it happen. People deserve to see it. Give Eric Stoltz a nice fat check. Yeah, with all these anniversary editions coming out of it, I keep expecting it to be on the bonus
1: Mm -hmm. features. You get these little
0: snippets that are, you know, interlaced through like the documentary part of it with commentary. But like, just put everything you have in order and just let us watch it. Yeah, I don't care if it's incomplete. Yeah. You know, and then everything that's not complete, throw in storyboards, Mm -hmm. throw in storyboards and narration over it. And just give us something. Give us some semblance of an Eric Stoltz Back to the Future. Because the fans deserve it. Honestly, Eric Stoltz and everyone who worked on that movie deserves it. You know, Whether they like him or not, who cares? Do it for the fans. Do it for the fans. Do it. Do it. Just do it. What are you doing? Um, Nick Cage. Just want to throw that out there. All right. Let's continue. <laughs> Actors did not know the killer's identity. Actors did not know killer's <laughs> identity. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I like how, you know, in a lot of movies, like, there's no... Knowledge of it until the big reveal kind of like an Empire Strikes Back. Mark Hamill did not know That Darth Vader was his father. Spoiler alert if you guys what? haven't seen Empire Strikes Back That's impossible. <laughs> That's, not true. That's impossible I feel like had they made a sequel I would have liked one in like 84 and maybe like a third one in like 89 like i'm just a sucker for the 80s though. i feel like um
1: if we were to get a sequel um i think the second one's gonna probably be shit but it'll still make money because it's the title mm-hmm. and then the third one's gonna be great yeah uh, that's usually how it works back th- for those movies back then it's like think about it with uh i enjoyed,
0: ha- I enjoyed halloween too
1: well yeah i mean i like that i'll say well i'm thinking about friday the 13th okay so friday 13th part two people enjoy it but it's um they enjoy the hockey mask, and that's one I and think it course. was introduced in was the, the, sac- I think the, the, the third one. No. Oh, was the third one?
0: The second ones with the bag.
1: He has the, oh. the bag over, his and then
0: he, uh, Jason wasn't in the first one at all. No, Mm-mm. yeah, because it was the the mother, right?
1: The yeah, um, I believe. Um, I don't remember.
0: It's been such a long time since I see. They, any they of the talked about.
1: Uh, someone was talking about it. Uh, one of the directors, of, I think, it was Jason Goes to Hell director. <laughs> Um, fun movie family fun just, it was terrible Jason it has, Goes to Hell it has, its, it has its fun moments mm. but he was talking about the director of Friday the 13th did not want to go with that route with being um, Jason being like the, the kid the, hmm. he just at the end they're like let's touch on that boy let's make him in the sequels that's cool and the director wasn't happy about that apparently. Interesting. And then for Jason Goes to Hell, the director was like, um, so the original director I can't think of his name right now. He did. He's like, whatever what do you, you do, Woody Allen. Whatever you do for this film, get rid of the hockey mask. Really? He wanted the hockey mask away. Yeah.
0: Wow. And to think that's like the most memorable. That's is iconic thing. So like. That's like getting rid of Michael Myers mask or like Ghostface. Yeah. Like it,
1: mask. Well, literally the the guy who directed. I mean, I'm so bad with his directors, but like who directed Jason Goes to Hell? He was like that's what the fans love yeah he's like why would you take that away he's like this, this is for the fans and i guess the guy the original friday 13th he's like basically the fans wow but this is like hearsay so i don't in canada the, that, the
2: hockey mask isn't scary at all that's like normal well everywhere. that's yeah everyone,
1: that's everyone what, in
0: canada has a hockey mask.
1: well that, that was another thing too like they're saying a the hockey mask wasn't scary and i was like well he's a big guy with yeah mask. it's Anything,
0: anything on the right person with the right presentation can be scary. Yeah, I mean, look at freaking it, you know. But um, oh, fun fact about this one too: uh, this was the first Canadian film to utilize Steadicam. Really? Yeah, it had been done before, obviously in Rocky Mm -hmm. and with some other, Um, a couple other movies I can't think of. Evil Dead, but uh, Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. But um, the first Canadian film on record to use Steadicam was My Bloody Valentine.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I wonder if it was Evil Dead that inspired it because Evil Dead, like some vibes inspired a lot of films after that. For sure. Camp. He's yeah, like, he was pretty he's like the godfather with it.
0: Yeah, he's pretty groundbreaking with mm-hmm. his stuff. Um, you want to kick off the alternate casting? Let's my, do alternate casting. My cast. favorite segment. Is it your favorite segment? It's my favorite segment.
1: Okay, let's uh, go. I'll
0: go first. Please.
1: All right, so Paul Kelman, I believe, was TJ. Yep. I think. Paul Kelman um, was TJ. I went with Bruce Campbell because for me, he just had... The original Evil Dead
0: yep. look—he had the blue yep. shirt and the, the, the haircut,
1: mm-hmm. the style of it, it just reminded me of Bruce Campbell, so I went with him.
0: He had a good vibe, yeah.
1: Um, I and I think it would have been better. Paul but Kelman
0: I enjoyed actually. He was—I think he I think he was fine, but I think he and. Um, was him jim murchinson they were both pretty good together yeah.
1: i don't there's only like i think it was just the most of the girls and the side characters were just not that great yeah but they're just, are newcomers so it's yeah. like we i let it go campy yeah yeah um but i would have loved bruce campbell of course he would like, have. A
0: he did cross my mind but i, I left of, that alone because yeah. it's your territory yeah thank but, you yeah of course
1: um for neil affleck mm-hmm. uh who no was, relation to ben uh I chose Jason Patrick, who was in uh, The Lost oh, Boys. Solid Even choice. And, um, you know, he's Michael in The Lost yeah. Boys. Very,
0: very macho, but cool, good actor. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's a good actor. I think he would have been a great, because um, that's uh, the bad guy, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he would have been great.
0: Um, he was like the one that, like, took his girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don Franks. Uh, He was the sheriff. I chose Peter Weller from Robocop. Oh, cool. I think think it would have been fun. I mean, he's already a stop stop citizen. He was already a cop. Might as well have a cool guy in there.
0: That's actually very cool. I like that.
1: And I only did those three. I couldn't really think of, uh, for the, the woman. I, unfortunately, I just couldn't okay. think of anyone. I get cause that. I just, cause there's nothing really, this, this movie really stumped me with like alternate casts because like, these are all newcomers. I just like, for sure. and, and back then, like horror movies, like they were all newcomers. It was a, a dime a dozen. Yeah. Of, a lot of them. So yeah. even like Jamie Lee Curtis back then, she was,
0: yeah, she was new. A lot of the characters there are like, no, no offense to the actors themselves, but like they're, they're kind of throwaway parts in a lot of ways with the rare exception of like Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like they're kind of just meant to be killed. Like most yeah. of them are just like meant to be killed. They like kind of push the plot along as well they can, as well as they can. But there's not like any huge juicy roles. You know? Yeah, like, I was like, do I just cho- choose a girl from like Friday yeah, the Thirteenth exactly, or yeah. Halloween?
1: And I was like, I don't want to. They're do kind that. of throwaway. Yeah, they die. Yeah. Um, a director. Fun of it. Um, I went. I think I've said this director before. Tom Holland, who directed, uh, (laughs) not Spider-Man Tom Holland, who directed Child's Play and Fright Night. Cool. I think it just would have been good for the. That's a really good choice. Mm
0: -hmm. That's a really good choice. Um, Solid. My choice, I'm going to say for Paul Kelman, TJ, I pick Griffin Dune from American Werewolf in London fame. Um,
2: That's smart. And then he
0: was also, uh, I believe Griffin was also in, um, what was that one we watched? The After Midnight one? Martin Scorsese? Oh uh You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. After hours. After hours, yeah. But yeah, like, um Griffin Dune. Really good actor, um, Love and American Werewolf in London. I think he would have brought uh, charm and humor to the role that I think it could have needed, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of balance out those other quirky side characters. Um, Jim Murchison, Tommy. I picked Judge Reinhold uh, because I just feel like he's funny. He's not necessarily like a tough guy, but like I feel like he has a good kind of like smart-ass demeanor. I think he could have pulled up. Uh, yeah, Lori Hallier, Sarah. I picked Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, she would have been the perfect age. She would have been like in her early 20s at that point. She's just beautiful, great actress. Uh, Neil Affleck, Axel. AKA, spoiler alert, the killer. Um, I picked uh, Thomas G. Waits, who was from um, The Warriors. He was the one who gets thrown in front of the train. Oh, and, okay. Uh, he was also yeah. in The Thing. I actually considered one of the actors from The Warriors, yeah, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good people from yeah. The Warriors to use. Um, so I picked him. Um, Don Franks for uh, Chief Jake, I picked either Steve McQueen or James Coburn. Steve McQueen died in 1980. I thought eh, if, if, if the years were just a, adjusted a little bit, it mm-hmm. could have happened. Would have been a little too small of a role for them. So they would have had to have really beefed it up and like given them like a whole lot more screen time. But I think specifically James Coburn or Steve McQueen would have been really good. Uh, Larry Reynolds, Mayor Hanover, I picked Andy Griffith. Cause that would have been like him going into his Matlock era, older guy, That's real good. down to earth. Like That's funny. Yeah. Andy Griffith in a horror film would have been amazing. That would have been really cool. Um, for director, I picked John Landis of American Werewolf in London fame and also the Twilight Zone movie and Writer I picked David Schmoller who did Puppet Master. I think that would have been a good good choice yeah. yeah, and um, Would you like to dive into our NOx video clip recommendation?
1: Let's do that
0: I'll do a few and then if you have any that come to mind as well.
1: I have just one
0: Okay, I picked Halloween 3 season of the witch because it's campy, you know, it's kind of got similar pacing to this film but it's still very enjoyable. I really enjoyed Halloween three for what it was, uh, kind of being its own mm-hmm. thing. Um, I know I feel like it's kind of cliche to say, oh, pick you know, Friday the 13th, which made my list, or any of the other Halloweens if you like slashers, yeah. but that's kind of implied. Um, also, so yeah, Friday the 13th made my list, any of them, and then I did pick Puppet Master as well, just for fun, kind of cheesy, campy horror. I don't horror. think I've ever watched the Puppet Master
1: films. Puppet Master's fun. I feel it's like fun. I would it's, like them. It's I very I campy. It.
0: Very cheesy, but like you, you like it. Everything mm-hmm. you like about campy horror is in there.
1: I think, um, actually, I might have two. Um, they s- spoke about it earlier. Uh, Black Christmas, uh, that's a good one, too. Okay, um, is that the one with Ice Cube? No, I'm just teasing <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> and Prom Night oh. with the uh, original with Jamie Lee Curtis. Fun. another killer. Okay. Of I've got to be honest, i enjoyed that.
0: Gotta be honest, never seen it. Uh, it's been a while
1: since I've seen that film. I know they remade it, yeah. uh, which was a piece
0: of shit, of course She kind of went on that trajectory for a while. She yeah, she was. Cursed. She was a final girl in a lot of movies. That's, she she's was. like the queen of. Yeah. Uh, final, they, like they Wasn't there one the the that queen. was like, not Terror Train, but some name like that with a train, where they were like on one. <sighs> Might be. I don't yeah. Know. So so. She was like that was her thing for a while mm-hmm. until she like was able to branch out into some other roles. Yep. But very cool. Yep. Uh Do you want to go in to ratings? Rating. Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I do actually. Um, I, so this one I actually really enjoyed. Like I have nothing but good things to say about this movie. If you like campy horror slasher mm-hmm. movies, you're gonna love this movie. Um, I don't know. Like I, I kind of was expecting something a little bit darker, but I'm really happy with what we got. I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm glad I own this. I'm gonna go a three point four on this one. Three point four? Go three point four. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, nah, heck, you know what? Three point five. Three point five. This was a solid movie. Um, I think I was hoping for something a little more sinister and dark, but I really liked it I love the style of Harry Warden. I like the vibe of it. So yeah, 3.5 a very passable good campy horror movie
1: i am gonna step it up i actually really enjoy this film i'm watching it again like within the next couple of days okay um i am give it a four wow i four. i enjoyed cool. it a lot there was yeah. blood it like, hit all the marks blood yeah gore um action and suspense man it just yeah they did it's a solid job. horror film and yeah. it left me wanting more yeah i i wish there was those sequels i really do mm-hmm. um maybe one day we'll get them Yeah, but yeah, I mean, happy with. I still give it two thumbs
0: up, though. You know, three point five for me is still good. That is good. It's a good movie, definitely. Mm -hmm. And if you love the '80s, if you love horror, check out My Bloody Valentine. Any closing thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, sorry um, that we did promise on we were gonna do a um, series on Walter Hill. Walter Hill. Sorry, (laughs) Um, Streets of Fire was gonna be our next film.
0: We did shot it, um, but. Basically, but, basically what happened was the same thing that happened with the sex auger scene in My Bloody Valentine. It was on the cutting room floor and it's lost to time, but that's okay. It's okay. Because we have other content but... Um, <laughs> and trust me, guys,
1: you didn't miss anything. Yeah. From, yeah I, those movies, you can skip. Yeah. Lo- we like Walter Hill, but yeah. let's
0: skip that. Red, here, we'll do a real quick one. Red Heat, I think I gave it a like a 3.1 out of 5. Um, not Arnold's best. I love Arnold, I love Belushi, mm-hmm. I love Walter Hill, but this one was just kind of a an okay action movie, you know, it's worth the watch if you love Arnie, but not his best. You know, go watch Predator, go watch Commando; they're much better. Yeah, um, I give Red He like a
2: two and a half. I think it didn't wow.
0: age well. Didn't it age did not, well. yeah. but it's still fun to watch. It's worth the watch, but it's not Arnie's best. It's not worth watch. Um, as far as Streets of Fire, total garbage. Yeah, um, that one I think I gave it a one point five. It was low five. for. I think it, it was, was. I think I gave it a one also. Yeah, it, it was, was low for both. It ways. was bad. The soundtrack. There's a it's, couple decent songs on there, but. Instead, go watch Eddie and the Cruisers. Go watch that thing you do. Go watch something better. <laughs> don't
1: don't believe what the hype about Streets of Fire. People will tell you it's a great film. I don't think it is. It's, yeah, overrated. Yeah, very overrated.
0: Yeah. So actually, if two episodes did have to be lost to time, I think it's okay that we lost those because you're, you're yeah. not missing much. Yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Cutting the Cult. If you're new here, leave a comment and be kind. Rewind. And subscribe, subscribe. down below. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Oh, and by the way, my bloody Valentine, worthy of its cult status. Yes.